everybody, this is Cleo O'Flynn and up in the mountains, my co-host, cohort, partner in crime is Janet Anscombe. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you all. Right, we're, we're going to gallop through this one because um, we want to keep it short and tight. The really, I think, Janet, there's just one big issue that we need to, to examine and we can look at the waves that this pebble is causing. And that is, it's been hitting the headlines internationally, the problems that British residents of the Canary Islands and of Spain are having in returning to Spain at the moment. Um, because of COVID, there are restrictions on anybody who is not a resident. In fact, there, anyone who is not a Spanish or a Spanish resident isn't allowed to fly into Spain at the moment, currently until the 19th of January. And so British people who are resident here, but who have the old green document or green card, some of those people we have heard firsthand are being turned back either at boarding gates, I think, or on arrival to Spain. Is that right? That is right. As far as I understand, they're not being allowed on the on the flight. So that'll be at the boarding gate <clears throat> because the, the documents for for travel are legal, but it's the airlines. It's the airlines. <clears throat> there is a lot of <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. There's a lot of talk about why is Spain doing this? This is punishing us for Brexit. This is all because of Brexit. This is all because of Spain and the EU being, you know, very unfair to us poor Brits who only wanted our independence. The fact sovereignty, is... Sovereignty, sovereignty. Sovereignty, I beg his pardon. That, that Spain has confirmed in writing as well now to the British authorities that it considers the registro, whether the old A4 piece of paper or the small credit card sized bit of paper that replaced it, those are as valid as the new tier to prove residency in Spain. Okay. And so anybody coming in with either an A4 registro or a credit card sized registro or the new tier is a legal resident with proof and should be allowed in. Now, Spain has confirmed this. This is not Spain or the EU doing this. This is airlines. And currently I'm hearing about three airlines that have done it. Ryanair, Alitalia and Iberia, which of course is now okay. part of with British Airways. As, British as well Airways, that's what I've heard, yeah. Um, and these flights have been coming into various parts of Spain, including Tenerife, and people have been refused permission to board on the grounds that, according to the airlines, they don't have the new legal third country nationals document that Brits must now have if they're registering now. Okay, okay. Now, so they the have refused to accept the registro, and the Spain has confirmed, the Foreign Office took it up with Spain, Spain has confirmed to the Foreign Office completely legal the airlines can't do this okay but they I are actually doing have a statement here janet which is from the the spanish department of foreign affairs or the spanish foreign office and it says so i, I might as well read it in full it's quite short and i think it's important we are aware that during the current yeah. travel restrictions there have been some problems for british nationals resident in spain who have been denied boarding to return to spain the Embassy of Spain in London would like to clarify. The Certificado de Registro de Ciudadano de la Unión Europea, also known as Green Card or Green Certificate, and the new Tarjeta de Identidad de Extranjero are valid proof of residency for UK nationals who wish to return to their homes in Spain. All travellers 
also must carry a valid passport. And then they have a link where you can see examples of accepted residency documents below. It says we can also confirm that those US, UK nationals, I beg your pardon, who can prove that they have started their residency process, but who do not yet have their new TIE card should also be allowed to board flights to return to Spain. The government of Spain will put in place the me this measure for a grace period of seven days from the 4th of January, 2021. The document, uh, which is what will be on the document you get when you've registered, can be considered an acceptable evidence. Because obviously, if you have applied for your TIE, my understanding is that you have handed over your original green documents. That's right. You have to hand it in before they will process the um, the registration for a tier okay. or the exchange to a tier. Now that is so yeah. that's issued by the Embassy uh, of Spain. Uh, sorry, the Department of Foreign Affairs of Spain, and it is quoting uh, problems and and issues that are being dealt with their embassy, and that was issued on the third of January. Okay, yeah. so that's that's today. The Foreign Office did say that the UK Foreign Office did say that they had asked Spain for more flexibility because there were a lot of people who, you know, like it or not, a lot of people were here without putting their affairs in order and they have left it till rather late in the day. Yeah. That That's fine. I mean, we, hmm. we recognize this has happened. And so they made their application before the end of the year so that they could apply or register under EU rules the, the transition um, during what was called the transition period during what was called the transition period now these were genuinely residents here and they were trying to sort out their paper but obviously being British nationals they have family in the UK and many of them did go over to the UK despite Covid to see family before Christmas these are the people who are in the position they've started the process and they can't get back in because they don't actually they're not in possession yeah of an actual document and the Foreign Office did say they'd asked Spain to be a bit more flexible in in terms of letting these people back. Some of them have lived here for years, you know, yeah. and Spain's answer to this is, OK, you have one week. If you claim that you are living here and all you want to do is come home, then you can do it in one week between the 4th and the 11th. If you can't do it in then, then we question whether you're really coming home at all, which now, is fair enough, I think. I think it has also been compounded, I mean, by to, uh, well, compounded by many issues because COVID and Brexit just created so many perfect storms. It's not true. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, last year when people were asking you, me, the the, the consul office, um, do I? Is it essential that I change my green document for the TIE card? The answer was no. There was no rush. You didn't have to do it before the end of the year. And in some instances, people were being told to wait to let people who were applying for residency for the first time get their documents in order first. Indeed. But even so, I have also heard reports that certainly that a Ryanair flight a few days ago refused people with the green document permission to board because they said they, that only the TIE was now the acceptable form of residency. That now needs to be clarified too. And I think it is important that the embassies not just talk to the people, but they need to talk directly to the airlines. They do. And I, I think it is very, very important to say that at the moment, as I said earlier, we are we are looking at Ryanair, Alitalia and Iberia, uh, which is effectively British Airways that are yeah. doing this um, because Iberia fly from um, Heathrow to Madrid. And that's one of the ones we've heard about. And 
it is vital for people to understand that this is not imposed by a government. In fact, both governments actually say this is not, not the case. But people have, whatever are the usual responses to the airlines doing something outrageous, and they have to take it up with the airlines because they must have compensation, if not through the airlines direct, but from the EU. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because all insurance companies will have to refund someone who's refused boarding for having a document that is the airline valid. says is not legal, that is in yeah. fact legal and confirmed as legal yeah. by two governments. Yeah. I, what's yeah. interesting as well, though not too surprising, is I mean, we have been talking about this for so long that we've maybe forgotten that it is complicated. And I mean, yeah. I've been getting calls from local Spanish. Canarian newspaper pro newspapers and, and television programs saying to me, okay, can you just explain it to me again? So if somebody lives here and owns a house here, does that mean automatically they're a resident? And I'm going, no, no. But if they're on the Padron, are they a resident? I'm going, no, no, they need to be registered as a resident. It is a separate uh, individual process. You need to register with the National Police. And we have, I suppose we're blue in the face talking about it. So we kind of forget that it's not an automatically easy to follow process for many people. No, it's very complicated, but it's very, very, very straightforward and simple. The It doesn't matter how many time council padron or whether you pay taxes or if you've got 15 or one apartment. If you are resident here, you must be registered with the police and only your police registration document is listed. Okay. It's the only one. Or it the only thing that is legal resident. Is that okay? Your is your is a currently is your TIE or your green piece of paper? That's right. And I mean I, I still am surprised by questions that are popping up on many of the Facebook forums by people who are obviously regular contributors saying, I pay local taxes, so therefore I'm a resident, am I haven't I? I you're kind of going, no, no you're, not. Like, you're not, unless you are registered as a resident. Yes, of course. The The very simple fact is that you are only a legal resident or considered to be a legal resident only if you're in possession of a document that shows you've registered with the police as living in Spain. Those documents are for British nationals, the certificate of the registro, the green near as people call it, or residentia, and it can be the A4 bit of paper, or it can be the credit card size, it doesn't matter. Or now, the new tier, which is what all new registrants will get, because that's what all third country nationals have always got. So if you have a, an old registro A4, or credit card size, or the new tier, you are a legal resident. If you don't have one of those three documents, you are not. Okay, so it is that simple. Sorry, yeah. uh, I just better tell our the, my cat Jake has just joined in the conversation. I don't think he's going Hello, to Hello, Jake. Say what a beautiful cat. What a big lumpy old cat. He is a good. I shall have to get a chicken and see what he how he reacts to seeing a chicken. <laughs> I think he'd probably be terrified and run away. He's he's a very timid <laughs> big boy, but he has his residence here. <laughs> he's Canarian born. He's Canarian born. I mean, I have to say, Janet. Listening to some of the stories that I'm reading or, or reading on listening to reading, um, I'm kind of thinking, gosh, I hope I'll be OK traveling now, because if it seems to be that local officials, whether they are working in airports or working on airlines, are also confused about what's going on. 
And this also, I mean, I know, for instance, in the case of Adeje, we heard reports before Christmas that there was confusion in one of the offices about whether British residents will continue to be valid for travel discounts. Now, that's something if it's I think it's a, it's something that myself and the British Vice Consul um, have been talking about. And I'm hoping that we will be meeting with somebody from Adeje later this month or early next month. So that's something we want to resolve as quickly as we can. But I think there, I think there are going to be other unforeseen fallouts from the change in the status of British residents here, intentionally or unintentionally. But I think perhaps one of the things that hasn't been done properly, and I'm, I'm thinking nationally this should have been done, is that there hasn't been a filter down of information to regional and local councils as to the status of, of registered British residents in Spain, as to what has yeah. changed, but more importantly, as to what hasn't changed. Because I think it is also worth making the point that people often say, well, they can't do this. This is, this is, these are the rules. I mean, they, they just can't do it. And how many times have you and I both said to people, look, these are the rules, but ultimately they are going to be, we are in a situation of a global pandemic that nationally there's in a state of emergency and individual officers are required whether they are guardia civil or policia locale policia nacional or the army it doesn't matter who any individual policing the state of emergency or the pandemic is going to be interpreting the rules according to their understanding so exactly. it doesn't matter how many laws someone prints out it doesn't matter as i've heard people are supposed to be doing printing out things i've written to show to the police yeah. if they get stopped you can't do this you, they can do it they yeah, i mean can. i i had the same and i whenever i've given my advice to people i remember towards the at the beginning of the pandemic i've said please do not use this advice as proof of anything because it is simply my opinion um, yes. The other thing I will say is I've now lived here for 21 years and I like to think I have a fairly good handle on administration and how it works locally and regionally and nationally, but I still do not claim to be able to follow it 100% when it comes to decisions and who controls what and who has the final say. Um, and as you said, with COVID, for instance, certain uh, responsibilities and rights of decision making have been derogated to regional councils, to insular governments, to local councils. So there's no single one law that is ruling or deciding or giving you the right to actually tell a local official that what they're doing is wrong. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes perhaps they are, they are confused or they have received the wrong information, but generally they are working to the best of their ability under what they believe is the correct information. They're not out to get you. No, of course they're not. And the bottom line is, of course, that with COVID, we the Foreign Office has said very, very clearly that in a time of a global pandemic, there will be, not maybe, there will be inevitable disruption to travel plans. <laughs> and right in, in the middle of this, despite an opportunity to delay th that wasn't taken, British nationals now find themselves in that disrupted situation as third country nationals on, yeah. you know, on the cusp of being EU nationals and, and third country nationals. So their potential for disruption is at least doubled. And 
it is inevitable that people are going to be trying to travel around and are going to come up against obstacles caused by Brexit or COVID or both. Yeah, and it is, like I said earlier. For the foreseeable foreseeable future. Uh, Certainly, I don't think 2021 is going to bring a huge amount of change or clarity. Well, more change than clarity, actually. Um, One thing the Spanish new uh, television was doing over New Year was a look at all the things that should have happened in 2020 that are now postponed to 2021. And they're talking about things like the Olympic Games. And I found myself thinking, well, let's wait and see. I I can't can't see see that happening. I can't see it. One other thing very quickly I'd like to cover very quickly is is that of stamping passports. Um, we We always knew this was going to be likely and they have now, it appears, started stamping British passports on entry into Spain, even where the travellers are British nationals who are resident in Spain. Because at the moment, of course, only British nationals coming from the UK who are residents are allowed in anyway. So the only ones coming through are people who've got tiers or registros who've been allowed to board. And their passports are being stamped and they're starting to get a bit unnerved by it. But if we remember back before the days of the EU, we always used to have our passports stamped. Was, and there is you no wanted issue. them. Well, people have loved it, and I liked. Yeah, you I had them. one passport one year. Right? It was stamped in um, America, Germany, France, Italy, and I oh, I loved that passport. I still I have my first just... passport, which was Germany, <laughs> Czech, Czechoslovakia, as was then. Um, I think America as well. I can't remember, and I was like, because it was a. Like it was a little guide to where you were. It was a memory. Exactly. It's like having a scrapbook of countries. Exactly. <laughs> the the only ones it's going to affect in any concrete way are those who were hoping still to be able to get around the 90-day limit mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. felt that, you know, they could come in and nobody would really know how long they'd been here and okay. they could stay and nobody would know that they were third country nationals who should be limited to 90 days if they stayed for say four months. Yeah. Now I think it will dawn on them pretty quickly that it will be known. They'll be allowed in, their passport will be stamped, they'll leave and it'll be stamped again in all likelihood. Yeah. If they exceed those 90 days, the chances are when they try to come back, that's when they'll have the problem. It'll be to subtract, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the rule will be, but it is or... conceivable in the ultimate sanction Spain has is you have violated immigration rules and we're not going to let you in the yeah. country again. Uh, and if you want to I mean, that's, that's the, you know, that's the worst, you know, Okay, and, scenario. and speaking I've... of one more thing, I just very quickly feel we should mention, even though that we have no news on it, just that people need to be patient about vaccinations here. I mean, again, there have been some complaints. Spain is being really slow about vaccinations. Every country is just working along in line with the quantity of vaccinations that they have. And the European Union to date has only accepted one, which is the Pfizer vaccine. So that's the one we're working on because, and they're the ones that are coming into the Canary Islands are being allocated and they're being, you know, the vaccines are being administered to care homes, care home workers and care home residents. And they'll get exactly there. Exactly that. Yes, and, and over might- the last 24 hours, Angel Torres, who is the president of the Canaries, has been saying that, I think he said, um, we're the only um, autonomous community in Spain which is doing these vaccines seven days a week. You know, there you go. And they will seven. be available 
through your health centres, but you can't go and buy them from the chemist. You can't do it privately. You can't buy them in a pharmacy. They are still drawing up their lists of priorities. And as I understand it, the first priority, which is those who are heavily dependent or in residential care facilities is, and yeah. their workers, um, they are about a quarter of a way, I believe, through vaccinating that target group. Well, that's very good. Which is that that gives okay, you're Janet, you're several groups. And they are about a quarter of the way through vaccinating that first group. They haven't even drawn up groups two and three yet. Yeah, but I mean, so they will we get all have to wait. We have to wait. Um, and I mean, none of us, I think, hope, believe we're planning or, or pl thinking we'd be vaccinated this week or even this month. You know, I'm hoping I would like to see my dad by the summer. It's like President Torres said, I think yesterday or today, no debemos bajar la guardia. We no, can't. We, we can't let our guard down now. Yeah. We we have we are so close. Yeah. There is a woman, Trish Greenhall. She is a specialist in public care and um, epidemiology in the UK. And she lost her mother last week. Her mother was eighty odd, and her mother was two days away from getting the vaccine. And Trish has been working around the clock to try to help the UK's effort um, as a public health specialist. And as I say, she lost her mum two days before the vaccine. Let's not go down that road. No. Let's just, Guys, just not be stupid about it. We've, we've come this far together. Exactly. The Canary Islands now, today, in relation to the country of my birth, Ireland, to the UK, to a lot of other countries, we're actually doing okay here. Yeah, yeah. So just you know, Let's there's keep no it that way. schools not opening. Let's just keep it that way. We're still in red in Tenerife, but okay, so we're living with that. We're meeting in small groups. There's a curfew. The kids are the ones who are more affected by the curfew than anyone else. If they can do it, so can we. Absolutely. All right. So therefore, let us bid adieu, farewell to everybody. Please stay safe. Hopefully, if you're listening here, you're not planning to travel away for a while yet. Um there's one person who's going to be leaving the country soon and we want to get them on the programme. We won't mention any names, but hopefully we'll be talking to him soon. And we have a couple of guests we want to talk to over the next couple of weeks, Janet. So we Indeed we do. Start, um, mixing the voices on Canary Cast. And hopefully we get back to Radio Sourcehill as well. Absolutely. The minute they let me back to work. <laughs> In the meantime, everybody, stay safe. Stick to the rules. We'll get there. We will get there and let's make it a really happy new year by keeping it together a little longer. All right then. Janet, talk to you next week. Take care all. Bye. Bye.